Hey there out there. You are deeply tuned in right now, man, to the Real People Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Ginsberg. If this is your first time tuning in to the Real People Pod, welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you right this way. Come on in. Let me take your temperature. Fill out this form, and I'll contact you if anything goes wrong. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, if you're a returning member to the show, welcome back. Welcome back again. Good to see you again. How you doing? I have a great guest today. New York City stand-up comedy legend Chris Brown is on the show. Chris Brown, ladies and gentlemen. Before I get started with that, I have a quick announcement, okay? I'm co-hosting and producing a new live comedy show with my buddy Isaac Gartenberg called The Village Idiot Comedy Show. Our very first pilot show will be on Wednesday, March 24th at the Juke Bar, 196 Second Avenue in the East Village, New York City at 6.45 p.m. Smack down in the middle of dinner time. So put the Judge Judy down and come see a live comedy show. Our featured guest is Ian Finance, the host of Ian's Infinite Playlist on Sirius XM Radio, as well as performances by Jessica Kearson from Last Comic Standing and HBO's Crashing and some of the best underground comics in New York City I can think of right now. Anna Bianco, Daniel Janine, Jared Schwartz, and of course... Chris Brown, who's on this episode. My 32nd deep thought this week is about turning 65. I found this very funny, and I thought I'd share it with all of you. You know, when my dad turned 65, I was thinking about this the other day. It must be tough to turn 65, and if I have any listeners that are 65, I don't mean to, like, rub it in. You know, being a young, freewheeling 32-year-old with no kids, family, girlfriend, or uh, property. But... I was thinking about how when he was turning 65, he was kind of depressed about it, and I'd never seen him that way before. And uh, my mom went up to him because he was kind of moping around the house for a few days, and she said, oh, what's the matter? Why are you moping around? And my dad said, I'm depressed. Well, what are you depressed about? He said, well, I'm depressed because I'm turning 65, and I'm fat, and I'm old. And my mom said, well, you got a couple things right there. You are fat, and you are old, but you forgot one thing. You're too stupid to be depressed. Which I just thought was, like, the funniest thing you could say to somebody because it implies that you're not smart enough to contemplate your, uh, your existence on Earth as a human being. And the funniest thing about that is it seemed to kind of make my dad feel better. He was like, you're right. Thanks for the pep talk. I knew I could count on you. I knew there was a reason I loved you. It's just funny to me. Makes me think I should fire my therapist. Why am I spending all this money when someone could just simply tell me I'm too stupid to think about these things? <laughs> Anybody else think that's as funny as me? Who knows, right? All right. Let's bring on Chris Brown. My guest today on the Real People podcast is Chris Brown. Chris Brown is a New York City stand-up comic. I've seen him all around town, at least since I've been back in New York for over the past three years, uh, at alt shows, at open mics, wherever, wherever there's stand-up going on, you can usually find Chris Brown. And I was taken by him right away. I just thought he was so funny, like destroy you laughing in your seat funny. And on top of that, he has a really unique point of view on things. And I'm really grateful that he came on to do the show. This was a really interesting conversation, especially if you're interested in a stand-up comedy career. Uh, he kind of went into what drives him, like why people do this day in and day out, how he writes, his writing process, and the people that influenced him. And also just how his perspective is unique, being from Atlanta and then transplanting to New York City to do comedy. So really enjoy talking to Chris. Without further ado, let's bring him on. Chris Brown. Thank you so much for doing it. Nah, yeah, I appreciate you, Doc. You're a good dude, man. So anytime I can get to kick it with another fellow comedian, I'm down. <laughs> Thanks, know, man. For man. sure. I appreciate that. I, yeah. I appreciate being called a comedian. It feels pretty good. Oh. You know what I mean? I've, I've been working at it now for a few years, and uh, I feel like I've just started to get enough laughs. Where I can be like, that guy's a comic now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anytime you get on stage, you're a stand-up comedian, you know, no matter yeah. what happens, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So Everybody you see, you know, it's it's weird. Uh, I don't mean, how long? Oh, let me start with this. How long have you been going around doing the clubs in New York? Clubs, or you know, uh, open mics, clubs, backyards. I'm just now starting to kind of focus on trying to get into clubs. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not necessarily passing any clubs in uh, in New York. I'm passing a club in Atlanta, where yeah. I'm from the Laughing Skull. But uh, outside of that, uh, yeah, I, I I've just recently started to focus on that. You know, nice. trying to you know get out of doing so many alt shows. And not necessarily like it's, it's a bad thing to do alt shows, but it's just time to, 
you know, step it up a notch. Yeah. You know, raise the stakes a little bit. Yeah. For sure. I mean, and that's what I, I mean, I guess what I meant by clubs is the alt shows. I oh, mean, okay, you, cool, yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Sorry. no disrespect to the alt shows. <laughs> I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get away from doing alt shows. <laughs> no, I mean, the you know shows I mean? are cool. Like, yeah. It's just when you get in a club, you, you get like a, 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 a better consistency of getting on stage, you know? Right. Because, you know, they send you avail- availabilities. Yeah, and stuff like that, and you can kind of like, you know, I don't even know if I use the right availabilities. <laughs> I'm, I'm always conscious of like talking, you know, like yeah. podcasts because I my English is so bad. No, I, <laughs> no it's not. <laughs> I think availabilities is is a term. Uh, availability. Yeah. Oh, okay. I yeah, 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 yeah. That's just, what we, the doctor always says. Okay, we just five minutes availabilities. In. We got yeah. we got an hour and a half to go. I'm gonna slip up. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be like, yeah, I see what he was talking about. Now. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's uh, yeah. I, I mean. I guess more so though. I mean, you've been you you're from Atlanta, but you've been in New York now for how long? I've been in New York since 2012. Okay. And I started comedy in 2012, to be honest with oh, you. So yeah. you got here and you were like, "Man, I need well, to you, make some jokes." <laughs> you know what? Life had got so bad yeah. that going on stage and bombing was not the worst thing that could happen to me <laughs> at, at my life at that point. That's you know a good what I mean? Way to so I hit a it. hit a bottom moving yeah. up here though. So I was just like, "Yo," because that was before that it was like that was scary. Like get on stage, try to crack jokes. Yeah. But, Terrifying. Uh, yeah, yeah. But after like, you know, a year of being in New York and being broken, going through all that, I was just like, yo, it's time. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's, it's time to get on stage. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that was so that that's kind of interesting that that's how it came for you. Is like you uh you were going through some shit, you moved here from Atlanta, you're in New York, and you're like, I just need to get this out. Or it was just like well, I'm gonna tell you what honestly happened. I, I I'm a barber by 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 day and by trade. Nice. I actually started cutting uh, a comedian. Who was like a pro comedian at the time, huh. and uh, I didn't know who he was. I really because he wasn't like like famous, famous, but he right. was respected among his peers. So I was cutting him and just cracking jokes and like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I'm I'm funny, man. People always tell you know how people that <laughs> yeah. you know that don't take comedy serious and try to give you jokes. You know what I mean? So yeah, I was yeah. like that, and he was just like, yo, bro, if, you know, either get on stage so we can really have a conversation, or like. You know, quit talking about comedy like you're a comedian. Right. Kind of like was like an asshole about it. You know, he kind of hurt my feelings a little bit. I ain't even gonna lie. I was like, who is this dude? But he was like, yo, don't yeah. talk to me like you want to meet, but you don't even get on stage. Right. So I tried it, and it just felt it felt right. You know what I mean? And uh, I kept doing it, but to be totally honest, once I realized, I mean, because you know, not to toot my own horn, I think no, I'm, I'm naturally like you know, like a humorous type person. You know, it's just based yeah. off you know being a barber and just you know how I came up. You know? I think you're one of the funniest people I've met since I've been oh, back in man, New York. I appreciate for that. Sure. You know what I mean? How yeah. long you been in New York though? You were back in New York for three years. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got you. You ain't been that long. It's a lot more funnier people. Than you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and I appreciate that though. Yeah. So, but what I realized is that it was going to take a lot more than just being funny. And, like, really, I had to put some work in. I had to be out every night. Yeah. I had to write. I had to, you know, build and maintain relationships. And to be totally honest, at that time in my life, I just wasn't willing to sacrifice. So right. I was real inconsistent. You know, I would get on stage a couple times a week. Then I wouldn't get on stage for two, three weeks. Yeah. So, and 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 to be honest, I you know, I was cool with what I got. You know, I wasn't expecting anything. You know, it was just kind of like something to have fun with. Yeah. And, uh. But I always kept coming back to it, though. Yeah. So it's like I was always writing. I was always getting back on stage. Yeah. So it wasn't until, to be honest, like maybe three, four years ago that I was like, yo, I'm just about to do it. Yeah. And I I just put forth all the effort. And that's when stuff started to pick up, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's just like anything else. And that's what I tell a lot of people, man. You get what you put into it. You know what I mean? Like, you you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Go hard. You're going to get something out of it. If you don't, you're not going to get nothing out of it. You're just going to, you know. I, I mean, I, I, I couldn't agree more. It's like, uh, like I was the same too. Like when I, I, I moved out to Cali for a few years, and when I came back, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm coming back for no other reason than because I want to do, I want to do comedy, I want to do stand up. And I yeah. had done it when I was younger, like on and off. Yeah. When I came back to the city, though, I, I didn't know anybody anymore. I was mm-hmm. fresh. I didn't know what to do. Yeah. Um, started hanging out a little bit around Laughing Buddha and stuff yeah. like that, and just That's doing mics. But yeah. same thing. I was like. I was doing it like once in a while. I was doing bringer shows, so yeah. my friends would come. They'd see me like laugh, and that was I ride high for a few weeks. <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't until like recently, or I bomb. That's a separate thing. But I, it wasn't until recently that I started going out every day, like seven mm. days a week, at least to do at least one mic a day. Yeah. And that's... then you start to see the progress, though, right? Oh, like now yeah. I meet people like you. Like yeah. you, you get to network and you exactly, and you feel more comfortable and yeah. you feel better. It's amazing how like 
doing something every i mean really just like when you say you're all in like when you're doing something all the time mm-hmm. you make progress in all areas of it it's weird oh, yeah. how it starts to like open up like a flower a little bit exactly you know well you know i look at it like a second job yeah like it's just like my my night job you know like i, I cut hair in the daytime and then at nighttime it, you know and and just right now it's not generating enough money yeah for me to be able to focus on it full time but it will you know so like for that's sure. how i look at it like you know then i also look at it like musicians yeah. like you know like serious professional musicians they practice every day yeah like they set out time every day so that's like what i'm trying to focus on is just like setting time every day to write yeah. setting time out every day to go on stage and i usually because i'm out pretty late i usually like to take off maybe one day yeah like maybe yeah. like sunday sometimes i just not leave the house i just it's just a day to you know kick back and you know do something else you know yeah you yeah. need that yeah yeah at least one day off yeah especially when you're you know when you're doing a regular job and then a second job yeah. but this is Second job being comedy, but still, this is like you're investing in yourself. Oh, without a doubt. You know what I mean? So yeah, be, yeah. The, the return will come. Oh, yeah. Without, you know and I'm I mean? already starting to see it now, though, too, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you see sure. those little nuggets. And you're like, oh, okay, they just keep motivating you to keep going forward, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It must feel like pretty good to like get like booked on a show or like crush a room. Like, I've been seeing you kill rooms lately when I see you around oh, town. Yeah, some decent sets, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you're so I ain't humble, say man. crush. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I some right. contextually yeah. crushing, you know? <laughs> well, you know, you know, sometimes crowds can be a little bit more generous than others, you know what yeah. I mean? So, like, uh, that's another thing that I try not to get too high off, uh, like, I, I, to be honest, you're never gonna tell me. You're never gonna hear me say I killed, or I crushed. That's just not. Right. You know, I, I appreciate it. You can tell me, but yeah, I'll uh, tell you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, it's cool. <laughs> but like, I, I remember hearing a, a comedian a while back say something that really, really resonated with me, and he basically said that, uh, you know, when you first start doing comedy, you go through these highs and these lows. You have a good set, now you like. You know, you 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 kill, and you like, all right, I, I should start reaching out to Netflix now. You know right. what I mean? Like, I think I think I'm ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I got last. Exactly. <laughs> then you bomb, and you start questioning whether you're supposed to do this. Am I funny? Right. And then you don't want to do it. So he told me he was just like, whenever you have a so-called good set where you kill, just know that you probably did above average in a really really good room. Yeah. And if you bomb, just know that you probably did below average in a not so good room. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that way you kind of stay in that medium and you're not jumping to those highs and those lows. Yeah. I mean? So like, you know, I, sometimes, you know, some sets are better than others and you're like, "All right, cool, but I'm always trying to look at how I can get better and not trying to do a lot of patting myself on the back, you know what I mean? But um, I appreciate sure. it though, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, for sure. I mean, that that's just coming from a from a, you know, from a Third party perspective, third party <laughs> viewer. Because, uh, but I, I hear you on that. Like, I think my biggest challenge has been kind of getting over that. Where, mm. you know, at least when you're working on like a new five, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I had a five that mm-hmm. was working, and then it kind of, you know, pandemic happened, and now nothing's relevant anymore. Mm. Now I'm making a new Topical. five, you yeah, know? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, and sometimes it works, and you kind of get into a flow where it's like you'll do you'll start to get the rhythm of it down and yeah. then it'll start to kill and like you'll see people laughing yeah. and then you'll do it the exact same way the next night and get zero laughs yeah and that feeling for me can turn into like like those lows like you said can can be like devastating like it's like i shouldn't even why am i fucking yeah why did yeah. i do what am i doing like why am i doing this you know well, you know <laughs> I, you know i think a lot of that comes from like when when you first start uh you you, you when you first start doing comedy you know, you haven't really had enough good sets to really feel confident and secure in your funny. You know, I, I know that's how I was. Yeah, for like, sure. So, like, and that's why it's just so important to keep doing it because over time, you will have enough decent sets to the point where you're not necessarily questioning your funny after a bad show. You just know, I, you know, I just it just wasn't my night. I need to go back and write. I'm being lazy on my delivery or. I, I need to get my time. You know, it's just yeah. go back to the to the drawing board. Right. But when you when you're new, it's it's you just constantly like, am I supposed to be doing this? So you you know. But over time, once you keep doing it, you you have built up a, a a resume in your mind and in you know in your confidence, knowing like, all right, you know, I'm funny. It just it just wasn't my night. Yeah. So that's why you just got to keep getting up, in my opinion. Because yeah. now, like you know, like I've I've had enough decent sets to the point where like if I have a bad set, I was due. Or I just, I just, all right, you yeah. know, I'm being lazy, or it wasn't my night, or I need to work on some new material. I just need to get better, you know. So like, but that's understandable. I was the same way though. Yeah. I, I would have a bad set, go home, and I wouldn't get on stage for like 
two, three months. I, I would see other people out and about from open mics, and they'd yeah. be like, yo, what's up? I'd be like, bro, I don't even know you, man. You know what I mean? I'm not a stand-up comic. <laughs> Aren't like, you Chris yeah, I'm like, Brown, no, bro, no, I changed my name. Bro. I don't even do that no more. That's that's how, like, I didn't even want to be associated with. Yeah. But that's just how the lows were, though. But now that's not necessarily the case. It's just like, it's a part of the... I, I kind of like bombing, to be totally honest with you, though. Why? Because uh, it humbles you? Because it... it, 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 it it's like it keeps you honest, man. Yeah, it, it, we wouldn't do this if 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 it worked all the time. Right, you know what I mean. So like a good for one, it's funny as hell though. Yeah, like so to nice, me, I get bomb. the best laughs after the bomb. Like I love talking <laughs> about bombing. You yeah. know what I mean? Like afterwards, and then it's also like it motivates you to to to, to know that you know you have you know you haven't figured it out. Yeah, you know you still got so much. Like doing good is cool. I mean it's all right, but yeah. bombing is 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 keeps you. That, that'll make you go home at twelve o'clock in the, in the morning and write. Yeah, you'll go back. You'll listen to that set. You know, you know that'll make you do some push-ups in the morning. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> For real, no, it's totally true, man. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I'm experiencing that more and more you now get that I've been to out. God every- after a bomb, you know what I mean? You start praying. <laughs> <laughs> you start calling relatives. Yeah, you ain't talked to in a minute. You get real humble after a bomb. <laughs> It's it's true. I mean, there's yeah. nothing more humbling, yeah, uh, yeah. and there's nothing more motivating. Like, yeah. You're right. Like, because the wins, like. Like, a, a good set for me is, like, all right, a few people laughed. I don't leave feeling like I want to jump off a fucking bridge. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, you get a couple of those, and you, you feel, like, okay. You yeah, know yeah, yeah, but yeah. I never feel amazing. Like, I'm, like, oh, I'm, I'm unstoppable. Yeah. Like, I've never felt like that. Yeah, I got you. I got I'm just, you. like, all right, I, I'm mentally, for today, I'm good. Yeah, I'm not yeah, going to, yeah. I don't hate myself today. Yeah. But, like, you know, but then the next day, like, when you bomb, though, like, yeah, just like you said, initially, like two, three years ago when I first came back to the yeah, city, yeah. I was like going home and being like, nah, like I, I shouldn't be, I'm not, I'm not even funny. I shouldn't be doing this. You know, this is embarrassing. I'm yeah. bringing shame upon like yeah. everybody that ever met me. <laughs> but now I go, you're right, exactly. I go home and I listen back and then at like midnight, I'm going to be, I start rewriting again. Yeah. And then you see the add a layer of that, like I'll see someone like a pro, like truly demolished. Like yeah. I saw um, Mark Norman showed up at the Mama's Boy comedy show the other night. Oh yeah, he's a beast, and bro. He, and, I mean, I mean, he's a pro, obviously. I oh, mean, he's and one of the biggest comics maybe in New York, if not the, uh, the country. Yeah. But machine I just, gun, machine, like, yeah, weird. one after another, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you watch someone do that at that level, uh-huh. you know, and I'm just like, oh my. Uh, like I still go home at midnight and do push-ups and start calling family members. I'm like, but Mark I, Norman how, is a workhorse. Man. Yeah, and he works hard. He's a nice guy. I got a story about Mark Norman. I was doing a benefit. Uh, somebody reached out to me to do like a, a firefighters benevolent association show, and yeah. they gave me a nice little budget. So I was trying to think of a good pro comedian, you know, and I thought about Mark Norman because Mark Norman is like consistent. He's kind of got like a blue collar feel, you yeah. know. what I mean, no disrespect to him, you know what I mean? No, no, no yeah, yeah. But uh, he's, he's everybody likes him. Exactly. Yeah, he's yeah. just you know. So I was like, he'd be perfect. So I reached out to him through Instagram. Got right back to me. Huh. And I, he had like maybe two or three shows that night, and he was really trying hard to squeeze it in. Yeah, like he was really like trying to figure out like how he could do it, which was just so cool. Yeah. Like you know, the I'm thinking the average pro comedian is just like I got I'm busy that night, I can't do it. Right. But he was really, and then they ended up canceling the show, and the way I set it up, they signed the contract where I got half of the deposit. Huh. So I was just like, yo, I still I paid all the comedians. You know, half of what we got for the show. Yeah. I was reaching out to Mark Norman. I was like, "Yo, bro, I, you know," and he 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 wouldn't even take it. So he was like, "Hella wow. cool." I never forget him for that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that. He's like a decent guy, though. You know what I mean? That's what I've heard. Yeah, I've, yeah. I, I have have heard lots of stories like that where people just reach out to him on Instagram. He's down. Uh, he writes back. Cool, he'll help though. out. Yeah, yeah. And the thing about him, it, you know, if anything, he he works so hard though. Yeah. He's up every night. He's always writing. If you see him on a podcast, he's always talking about fine tuning his material. Yeah. So you got to respect guys like that, though. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's, they're the people that I admire the most now. Yeah, yeah. It's the people I admire. It shifted for me. Like, it used to be, like, the people I admire the most are the people that I thought were, like, just, like, the funniest. Obviously, that's still true. Like, I think he's funny. Yeah. But as I'm in the out there every single night, I admire the people that I see working the hardest. I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, man, like, I need to get on that level, like, yeah. you know? That's really how you get something out of it, though. Like, talent can only get you so far. You exactly. know, you can be, like, as funny as you want to be. But if you're not writing, you're not getting on stage every day. Yeah, and you're no not going you. out building and maintaining relationships, yeah. you know. You, I mean, you get something, but you're not going to get as far as you probably would if you were doing that, though. You know? Yeah, no, and you also can't sleep at night because you know you're not doing all you could be to for yourself. You know yeah, what I mean? as long as you're all right with the results. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, as long as, <laughs> that's all it is. Just as yeah. long as you're not, because that's how I was my first five, six years. I was just like, all right, cool. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm seeing guys 
I'm doing mics with, they moving up in the ranks. I was like, yeah, that's he deserves to. You know right, what I mean? Like, right. I haven't been on stage in five months. You know what I mean? <laughs> I shouldn't get anything right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that that makes sense. I mean, all right. So I mean, so how do you uh, how do you approach writing then? Where does your shit come from? Like, uh, you know, it's funny too. I talk I talk a lot about this. Like my first maybe five six years, I, I would like. I would come up with funny material like by accident. Yeah. And I had like no framework for like how to go about it. You know, it was just kind of like like this magic that appeared out of nowhere and I yeah. couldn't repeat it, right? Right. And so like I was constantly trying to like write funny and I was like, ah, I need to talk about race. I got to be one of those comedians. <laughs> I got to talk about relationships. And yeah. So what really helped me uh, is that I, I, I started, you know, I'm a barber, so I'm always having conversations. So... Th- I, w- I would start to have these conversations about stuff that I was passionate about, right? And I would, and, and my customers would be dying laughing, right? <laughs> yeah. And someone would be like, yo, you do this on stage? This is, this is like, and I was like, no, nah, I'm just talking, you know what I mean? And so I, I started to try some of those conversations on stage. And of course, I needed some fine tuning, yeah. but they would work, you know? And I started to realize like, oh, okay, you know what I mean? Like, I just kind of got to, and then I found this thing called killer stand-up which basically reinforced what I was thinking. And it's just basically, you know, and basically it just kind of reinforces my writing process where anything, for one, it starts from like a conversation for me though. Mm-hmm. So like uh, anything that I'm passionate about, you know what I mean? So if I don't have no emotional attachment to it, I can't, I can't write it. It's, it's not worth it, you know? So yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta believe in what you're talking about. Exactly. Like, yeah. So I just basically, you know, I sit on, I got like this little, like this little couch in front of my bed and uh, I get my notebook out, and I, I just think about whatever's going on with me at that time. You huh. know? And uh, I just either I either talk it out, like I'm talking to a homeboy, or like I'm talking to somebody else about it. And it's just like I'm just really just communicating what it is I'm talking about, why am I talking about it, what's strange or what's odd about it. Yeah. And then the humorous response just kind of come and yeah. naturally, and, and these are like my you know, projected punchlines. Yeah. And now I just transcribe it. So I have like it in written format. And then I, I try to go try it out on stage, you know, as, as soon as possible. The sooner the better while I still kind of got that passion. Yeah. So that's just my writing process. And, you know, it's been working for me, you know, uh, for the little material that I've come up with in my, <laughs> six, in my, in my you know. Seems six, like you have a lot of material, though, because every time I see you, you're doing something different. Mm, yeah, like, well, I, I do got, I do got, <laughs> you know, I, I do have some some jokes. But, you know, right now I'm just really trying to compile that tight five, that tight seven, and that tight ten. Yeah. You can have a lot of material, but it's just like you got to have a structure five, seven, ten. Yeah, that you know is your go-to because right now I'm getting these opportunities where it's just like, all right, you ready? And yeah. It's just like I got to be locked and loaded. Right. You know, you can't be sifting through a notebook five <laughs> yeah. minutes before you go on stage. Like, <laughs> I know there's something in there. Yeah, that's exactly. Gonna... <laughs> you know, so like, it's really about like just kind of like condensing it to yeah. like what what I know is gonna be what I'm gonna go with. You know. For sure, I mean the stuff that you know works, and and that I feel like you start to build when you you get those repeat laughs. Like like there'll be like a one liner or something. Yeah. And I'll be like, this gets a laugh pretty much every time, unless there's something wrong with me, like, yeah. unless I'm tired or like you know yeah. like I deliver it wrong. Yeah. Then that kind of starts to I'm like, okay, maybe that can go in the five. Then like that's kind of on autopilot in a mm. sense, like I know it's gonna work. Yeah. Um, but it takes so long to get there because, like I said, stuff works and then doesn't work, and then you got to tweak it and then you got to yep. rewrite it. Mm-hmm. Um, and my 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 writing approach is similar to yours in that, like what you said resonated to me around like you're talking to people and they're all laughing, and mm-hmm. then you're like, you should do stand up and. Yeah. Like a lot of my my jokes come from like when I'm I don't go to parties anymore really but you know before pre COVID I did yeah and uh, I would like be telling stories and everybody would be cracking up and uh, there'll be like a mental thing that goes off like yeah maybe this is funny yeah. you know that's kind of how like everything starts for me like but you're right it comes from a place of like I I mean this yeah that's why it's funny like you know yeah. I'm like you know New York City is this way and I'm like telling a story about like how I feel about something yeah. and everybody's like. This is fucking hilarious. Exactly. But I'm being serious. Like yeah. then, then, then you start to dissect what's funny about that. Exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah, and to me, it's the most natural way to come up with stand up. And I try to share that with any like comedians, you know, that I because I, if if I would have peeped that like two three years in, oh man, you know, like because yeah. it, it, I remember it was just so eye opening. Like I, I have some type of framework. Yeah. Of how to come up with material. Yeah. You know, like you know, before it was just kind of like. Like a wing and a prayer, like you know, and then I'm just up there, like 
trying to say something that I think is funny. Yeah. I wouldn't, you know what I mean? Sometimes, every now and then, I'll come up with something that I was passionate about, and I didn't realize that was what I was doing. Right. And so, uh, but yeah, that changed the game for me, though, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. making it making it personal. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I got to have some type of attachment to it. If not, it ain't worth talking about, you know? Right, right. You know? Because this is your, this is really like, I mean, this forum is your chance to give your personal, specific point of view on something. Exactly. Communicate. It's really what you're getting out. Exactly. You know? You know, how you feel about certain things, you know, why you feel the way you feel about them, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And only you can have that perspective. Exactly. I mean, it's unique to everybody's experience. Exactly. You know? And we, you know, most of the time we talk about the same things too, though. You yeah. Know I mean, like, we, <laughs> everybody talking, it's hat. Everybody talking about the same thing. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, of yeah. course. Um, so, who's your favorite comedians? Who inspires you? Man, I'm a, I'm a big Patrice O'Neill. Yeah. Right? Bill Burr. Yeah. I think those are my... T- I, of course, I like Richard Pryor. Of uh, course, yeah. I, I really like Patrice O'Neill and Bill Burr because uh, their style is so, like, conversational. Yeah. You know, it's the punchlines just come out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, I, I definitely like the whole set-up, set-up, punch type yeah. style. That's cool. Me too. Yeah. But uh, I just feel like that's more natural to who I am mm-hmm. and how I can. So uh, I'm always studying Patrice, Bill yeah. Burr. Uh Patrice was super funny. Yeah, Patrice was a beast, you yeah. know. Uh strong I mean, opinion. One of the Yeah, he was yeah. <laughs> one know, of the greatest. He's like the he's like the biggie smalls of comedy, right? For sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah because yeah. he got cut down right yeah, in his Exactly. Prime, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like so like uh yeah. Uh who else I like? Then I like a lot of guys. I like Roy Wood Jr. Yeah. I like yeah, I really yeah. like Roy Wood Jr. Um uh, who else do I like? I like a lot of underground guys too though, the guys that are like on their way up. Yeah. Uh I like this dude named Ron Taylor. Okay, I don't know that one. Yeah, he's funny. Yeah. Uh, I like this other dude named uh, Henry Coleman. Okay. Yeah, that- uh, these are guys that are kind of like, because I go on YouTube and I see guys, and I'm like, yo, I like this dude. Yeah. You know? But, uh, but yeah, as far as like the pros, like the legends, I would say like Patrice O'Neill, Bill Burr, uh, Pryor. Yeah. Uh, I was just watching uh, Pryor's special. Yeah. He has one on Netflix from like 1970s. Two, I think it is. Okay, with Sunshine, it's at the strip. We had the red suit on. Yeah, I think yeah. So. Okay, yeah, yeah, he's a beast. Man, well, you know what's so amazing watching some of those old guys mm. talk about st- like what do their sets in the seventies is yeah. like. I was watching him and he's talking about stuff that is so relevant today. Yeah, but it was you know it was a hundred years. It was forty years ago. It, oh yeah, it, it's it's like. That kind of prolificness, like mm-hmm. like that only I feel like you only see that sometimes in the greats. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it transcends like twenty five years ago. I mean, I guess maybe it says something about us as a cult culturally that things don't change. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I was about to say. I was just like, that's just you know what I mean? That just means nothing has changed. It's still just as racist back then as it was back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like these yeah. guys were so forward thinking. <laughs> nah, the America was backwards. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, state, yeah you know yeah. what I mean? But now nah, I, I do like Patrice O'Neill was the same way though. Yeah. Like he he touched on a lot of points. Yeah. That like you hear you like what is this dude like he's like Tupac when everybody yeah. thought he was still alive <laughs> like he's yeah, not dead yeah. yet <laughs> I know I know yeah I know. yeah it's prophetic in that way like, exactly. that that kind of magic like I don't know I feel like that's just like such a like a divinely inspired thing for some people yeah, yeah. like you see people like Patrice do it like and Richard Pryor and Bill Burr you know Bill I mean Burr. like all those guys Paper Tiger first thirty yeah. minutes <laughs> one of my best yeah. Oh yeah, man, for sure. And, and the thing about his 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 first, I mean, his whole special was solid, but his first thirty minutes was so so strong. Yeah. And uh, he was talking about things that everybody was talking about, but his take, yeah, was so unique and so <laughs> on point. I I can watch that. Yeah, I, I like Birdo. You know, I really like Bird. You know? I like him too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a lot of respect for Boston comedians though. Me too. Yeah, Boston. Cranks out some solid comedians, though. Yeah, because it's like it seems like kind of a tough place to do comedy. You know what I mean in the mm-hmm. first place. Um, and uh, Boston kind of churns out kind of like yeah, I, rugged th- kind of people. Yeah, and know? I think too, you know, I guess Boston is so racist that they got the freedom <laughs> to say whatever they want. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they don't they don't have any anything holding them back. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So you can just think the creativity just flows. You know what I mean? So like. I can imagine, you know, you could just really, it's easy to find your voice yeah. coming out of Boston. All the, it's just so racist. That, nah, no disrespect to Boston. Though, you know what I mean? but we no, I'm sure know. anybody that's listening from Boston is totally agreeing yeah, with you. Like, that I, is what's great about yeah, it. That's what it says on our postcard. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we're not, we don't have to be 
PC, you know what I mean? Yeah, like we exactly. can, you know what I mean? When everybody's racist, exactly. <laughs> you don't stand out that okay, much. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but uh, nah, Chicago too. Yeah, Chicago, oh, yeah. strong comedians for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think of Chicago more along the lines of like Second City and like some of the improv stuff that came out of there like yeah. a gazillion years ago. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, Chicago is one of the, I think, one of the great American cities that churns out uh, really oh, yeah. funny people without a doubt. You know you what know I mean? mean? Like, you have to when it's that cold. Like, yeah, I mean, come on, <laughs> you're doing, you know, the windy. <laughs> yeah, you got to really be about that life. You yeah, know, out yeah. In Chicago. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? If you live in the Midwest. Uh, and you have no access to like like it's generally free. not that it's like super warm here all the time but it's yeah. generally fucking absolutely freezing yeah and you have no there's no beach nearby like yeah. we've always been able to just kind of go to the beach yeah you know like I don't know you gotta that's that's a that's a way to live that's gonna yeah. make you be a certain way you yeah. know what I mean like it's you're you're like, a cold person that never gets yeah, out in the beach yeah, like, yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> you're gonna figure out you know what to do with your life you know, I got <laughs> I got to make a decision man right? you know what I mean yeah. like yeah <laughs> nah that's real talk you know yeah. Yeah. yeah, but you, I mean, but you, you, you sound like you were in Atlanta for like most of your life. Yeah, I, for the most part. Yeah, I, I was. Uh, I was actually born in Dallas, Texas, though. You know? oh, okay. And I moved to Atlanta when I was like six years old. Okay. And I was in Atlanta from like six to like seventeen. Yeah. And I actually went to college in Jersey. Where'd you go? I went to Rutgers University. Oh, I've heard of that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I yeah. was there from two thousand to two thousand four. Graduated and went back home. Gotcha. 2004 to 2012 and came back up here. So to be totally honest with you, I've probably been living in the Northeast for about as long as I've been living in Atlanta, though. Now I think about it. Okay. You know, 6 to 17, back, yeah. So, you know, they like neck and neck. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm, I'm an Atlanta dude, though. Yeah, you know, I was like, going to say, how do you yeah, identify, though? Yeah, yeah. yeah I identify <laughs> as an as Atlanta, Atlanta dude. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> do you identify uh, as a New Yorker? Yeah, like, if yeah. someone said, like, hey, Chris, you're a New Yorker, huh? Like, would you be like, nah, I'm really from Atlanta? Like, I'm not uh, well, Atlanta I, you know, I think, <laughs> I think like, like, like being a New Yorker is like a state of mind. Like, <laughs> like you know, like, I yeah. think when somebody says, are you a New Yorker? I think, are you somebody that really enjoys living in yeah. this urban environment. Right. Are you del- like- are you completely delusional and out yeah, of your exactly. mind? Yeah, I'm in are New York. Are you cool? Yeah, like, you know, like, yeah, this is, you know, you okay I'm with, down with this. never <laughs> buying property? <laughs> yeah, or walking around in, yeah. in largely just trash. Exactly. And, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So, like, and I believe that they're New Yorkers that are born all over, though. Yeah. And I believe that people that are from New York that are not New Yorkers, you know. So I just think it's like somebody that wants to live in New York, that's passionate, that loves the city, though. Yep. Because you got people that are born in New York, can't wait to get out. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I, like, I could not agree more with what you're saying. It, yeah. I'm getting excited just thinking about it because it is a, it is a mental thing. Like, yeah. I grew up in Jersey, mm-hmm. but my dream, my whole life was to live in New York City. It yeah. was my it was my dream when yeah. I was like 16. Yeah. I'd sit in my room and like plot it all out <laughs> yeah. how it was gonna work. Yeah, and I always knew that I'd wind up here. And now yeah. that I'm here, I always tell people like I'll never as long as I could stay here, I'll never leave. I'll exactly. stay here for the rest of my life. Oh yeah, without a doubt. But there's you're right. I've met New Yorkers that are like yeah, I grew up there. I got I had to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> exactly. To the middle of nowhere, you know. <laughs> yeah. But this is a state of mind. Like if you. If this is what you're about, this is heaven. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, if you, I'm, this for is what sure. I'm about. Yeah. Like, and this this is the perfect place for for me. Exactly. To not own stuff to to be able to have access to uh, egg rolls at any time of the night. Like, yeah. Like I can't I can't imagine living any other way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it, well, at least before the pandemic. You know what I mean? But yeah. like, yeah, yeah like yeah. yeah, New York is. I mean, then just the opportunities you got. Exactly. If you if you can put your mind to it here, you can do it. Oh, you can do whatever you want to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, ain't nothing stopping you. Yeah. And then I also believe that, you know, New York does have this mentality of, like, we don't necessarily care, like, what you look like or where you come from as long as you can get it done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, and not to say that racism and, you know, people are not caught up in that here. Sure. But it, it's just too expensive to pass up on somebody that's going to generate you some money. <laughs> just because It's like you can put your racism to the side yeah. for a little bit. Because it's, we, we, it's about productivity here, though. Sure. You know what I mean? So, like, I, you know, and I think that should be, it's probably like that everywhere. But, like, I feel like in New York, like, people can do business with you. If they don't like you, if you have you bringing something to the table for sure, you know what I mean. Like the, the fundamental value is, is like we were talking about earlier. It's like, are you out there? Is it hard? Are you working hard? Is it like, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. what are you bringing to the table? Like, because yeah. everybody that's like decided to just be here, like you were saying, like they're they're focused on something. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, everybody's everybody's here like agrees on that. Like yeah. We're all we're all here trying to do something. Yeah. Well, everybody works together in that. Exactly. Way. Especially yeah. when you're in a niche, like when you're doing comedy, like. Yeah. Everybody, everybody's cool. Everybody comes from different areas. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, generally, everybody's yeah. cool. So. Said, generally, 
you know, you got some outliers. Yeah, there's some mean? outliers, yeah. but for sure. I mean, it's yeah. a, it's a. I think that's the best part about New York because it is kind of like a melting pot in that way yeah. that like we kind of have a shared value. Yeah. There's some things that like values that New York, all New Yorkers definitely share. Yeah, exactly. You know what yeah. I mean? That's universal. It transcends. Yeah. So of course you hear about like yeah, like of course there's racism here. But generally, like you know, every it's yeah, like it's like yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm racist, but <laughs> you're making me money, man. So you know, I like making so it's, money it's, more it's, than I like being racist. Yeah, <laughs> my favorite color is green. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, I could I could put my racism on hold from <laughs> nine to five. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. cool. You know, yeah. that's all right. I get you go. So you have the New York mentality, but you identify as an Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta yeah, like person. I'm, I'm, I'm an Atlanta dude, man. So like, you know, and, and I guess just by the core of my values, and you know, like I guess my accent. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, that's true. Well, what's an Atlanta dude like? Like, if you had uh, to sum it up, like, uh, like just uh, friendly, like yeah. Southern hospitality. You are friendly. Yeah, respectful. You yep. know what I mean? Like, just big on respect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think also. Uh, being from Atlanta is, is like a pride, like a black pride too, though. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I feel like I was talking to a friend of mine I grew up with, you know, just being from Atlanta and being exposed to all the black professionalism, the black colleges, the black excellence. There's like this confidence of being from Atlanta where you think you can like you can do whatever you want. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. just like you can go anywhere and you feel comfortable and you just. Yeah, because we we, we just had examples of 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 a lot that we could do more so than a lot of other cities as far as, like, you know, black cities, though. You know what I mean? No disrespect to any other cities, but you know what I mean? Like, in Atlanta, you know, I grew up with, you know, black professionals, lawyers, doctors, people that own businesses. So growing up as a kid, it wasn't like, oh, a matter of if I could do it, it was just what I was going to do, though. So I think that has a lot to do with, like, being from Atlanta, though. And then just the swag, too, though. You know what I mean? Like... (laughs) You know that Atlanta swag. You are big, cooler right? than most people. Ah, yeah. He gas me up. Though. <laughs> but you know, you know the trap music, all that. You know, yeah. you know the rap right now. Though, so you know, I got to put that on extra though. You know what I yeah. mean? So <laughs> like I'm doing right now though. You know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> hey man, you know this is how we do. Yeah, you know what I mean? You feel me? Nah, hey, uh, I should start talking like that too. <laughs> nah, it's cool though. Yeah. That's yeah. true. You do have like uh, I, I guess that is trap music. That's a very specific uh, yeah, type of sound. Yeah. I don't think it's anywhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, but musically, there's a lot of different genres that come oh, out of yeah. Atlanta that, are, that are specific. Exactly. Yeah, some of the these are the greatest rap group you know yep. of all time. You know, Outkast came out of the eight. You know, what for man? sure that was going against the grain when it was all about the tri-state in the Northeast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. so, like yeah. But I mean, you know, I I, I got respect to all my other cities, Detroit. DC, you know, LA, whatever, but Atlanta is a, is a unique city, especially when it comes to black people. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's an interesting perspective. It's it's not uh, it's not really one I honestly I've ever I've ever really considered before, and that makes it that makes a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. That's interesting that that kind of drives you and uh, you know yeah. uh, plays into who you are as a person. Well, yeah, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. So when you were growing up in Atlanta, what did you want to do? Uh, to be totally <laughs> honest with you, I, I was I was a uh, I, I was a basketball junkie. Really? Oh, that's yeah. You played D3 basketball. Yeah, I played D3 <laughs> basketball. That's like one of my staple jokes, man. Staple, staple jokes. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, like, uh, I, I played basketball coming up. I was crazy about basketball. Nice. Uh, so, uh, that's, you know, I just, I never really wanted to go pro, probably because I knew I wasn't, you know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I always just wanted to play college basketball. That was just always, like, my dream. Cool. And uh, I actually had some issues with my coach in high school. I transferred and then I played my junior year and he actually cut me my senior year though. Mm-hmm. So uh, I kind of felt like my dreams of playing college, you know, if you're not playing your senior year, it's just like, you know, and then I really, I did I right my junior year, but my senior was supposed to be my year though. Yeah. But I was a knucklehead. So I, at that point I was able to graduate high school a semester early because I had transferred to so many different high schools. Huh. So that's when I decided to be a barber. I was like, man, I'm just going to go cut hair. I wasn't even thinking about college. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. so uh, my mom really wanted me to go to college. She was like, yo, you know, because my mom is a professor. So she taught, you know, you know, in, in college. So, you know, she was just like, you know, yeah, I, I can't have you. you know? <laughs> like, I'm a professor. You, 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 can, you can never come to my school if all you are is a barber. So just, just go to college for me. You know what I mean? She must love that you're a comic. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean? But, like, so she was just like, please go to college. Yeah. You know, I will lose my job. If you know. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, please. Just because everybody's looking at me like, what you want to do? Like, you want to be a barber? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I got material about that. Like, just like how people look at barbers, like, you know. But yeah. uh, so I went to I, I, uh, I went to barber school, and I was just gonna be a barber. But when I was in barber school, I was just around all of these. Like everybody I was in barber school with was like selling drugs and just hella street. And I just realized, like, yo, I don't necessarily want this to be, <laughs> I don't want this to be the only type of people I have to hang around. So, yeah. like, no disrespect to the dope dealers, but you know, it just yeah, was, of course. yeah. So that's when I was like, all right, if I can go to college, because it was also like I was around dudes that didn't have the opportunities I had. Yeah. Like they were like, yo, bro, you got an opportunity to go to college. I, you know, they, they just got out of prison and this is the only option they got. So I kind of, it made me look at like, my opportunities, like, yo, if I can go to college, I need to take advantage of this. Yeah. So that's when I went to college, and uh, it was a Division three program. So I was like, all right, you wow. know what I mean? Like, I And I was able to uh, walk on, and yeah. I played for, like, you know, three, three and a half years. You know what I mean? Damn. Yeah, so, I mean, but I was <laughs> all right, though. I was all right. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I was cool. I, I ain't no... That's a good career, though, three and a half years. I mean... You know, like, yeah, because, yeah, because I ended up, starting the semester late and so like yes i played for like three and a half years though do you still play yeah do you ever like uh bomb a set and go home and just shoot nah, the music you know what <laughs> like, I, like it's so easy to get hurt because I'm, I'm 40 years old so yeah. like every dude that i know that's out there playing at my age they tearing acls yeah. achilles they, they yeah. you know they just, it's real easy to get hurt so i don't really play I, i'll come out maybe like once a year yeah. the last time i think i played there was a dude i know uh client of mine his uh carmelo used to have a gym over here on uh on 34th street right and he would rent that out and so like you know that was cool you know what I mean? but i'm not really playing like that i might play some horse or something <laughs> i ain't trying well, to get that hurt. place i can play with you <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> but nah though, I, you know i don't even really watch basketball as much you know like oh, I, really? i'm just not really into it as much. i mean i watch like the playoffs yeah but to be totally honest with you when you play in college basketball after playing like because even though you're playing d3 it's like a job yeah, like I got burnt out, man. I mean, you you know, you got yeah. games, you got practice, you got walkthroughs, you got study hall, and yeah. you know, it's just it's like afterwards, I'm just like, I'm tired of basketball. You know what I mean? Like it ain't even. But I mean, I, I always got love for the game, though. You know what I mean? But for I'm sure. just not real. I'm I'm grown now. Like I can't. I, I, I can I can totally imagine. I mean, I I've never played sports in my entire mm, life. Okay. A because I'm not coordinated. I'm just not good at that kind of stuff. But uh, like I can't catch a ball. Like when my dad would take me in the backyard. When I, this isn't even a bit. But he would take me in the backyard to <laughs> yeah. play catch when I was a kid. I felt like he was just throwing things at like throwing balls at me. that's how it felt you know like it's just like, like abuse <laughs> like uh it's just not dodgeball yeah even that like i hated i hated like organ being organized with other young guys to play sports i guess i, I just couldn't do it yeah, it just no. wasn't my i couldn't get involved with my head in the game no, i would be like i don't care about the outcome of this and i struggled with that i guess um so i maybe you experienced some of that after you went through it you're like man this is a lot of this is a lot yeah I, I can't believe you're 40 by the way either i yeah, thought you were like way I'm, younger I'm than like, that i'm like oh man yeah yeah dog i'm getting up there man well when i'm your age i'll definitely look 85 years older than you <laughs> How look old right? are you? No. 32 32 i got you well you know you ain't i'm not dying yeah. but uh that's you know. 32 is a good age though it is a good age yeah i like being 32 a lot yeah that's yeah. A, that's a good time you know to, to to start doing comedy too yeah i mean the younger the better always but like i feel like there's a benefit of being like in your 30s because you kind of like know who you are though 100% agree yeah. like i mean th i mean that's part of what held me back was yeah. i didn't know who i was like yeah you know, when I was younger, I, I always did do, like, stand-up or, you know, st improv. I used to have a, a pretty cool improv show when I was in college and mm, stuff a yeah. hundred years ago. Mm. Um, but I always did it, like, I was conflicted because I was like, I don't know if I really want to do this. And then, like, you know, when you start to get in your late 20s, a lot of my friends, at least, like, started getting married and, like, focused mm. on, like, I need, yep. you know, I do this this job now. And then yeah. I just, you know, take the bus home. And, yeah. and I was questioning, like... Should I be do? Should I be like focused? Should I be on these apps trying to get a girlfriend so yeah. I can lock somebody down? Like, sh should I be doing this? Yeah, yeah. And then now I kind of got to a point where I was like, Nah, I'm not gonna do any of that. Yeah. Like, I'm just gonna go to to, to alt events every single night and <laughs> not clubs. I'm gonna <laughs> and try to uh, try to do this and like. But I I feel great now knowing that like I own that and I don't really think like what I, I don't I'm not thinking about what else I should be doing anymore. Yeah. You know. Like, so you're right. It, like, being 32 does feel good because I'm just like. This is what I'm about. I'm 32. I do this every day. And yeah. yeah. And to piggyback on what you're saying, you know, that, that had a lot to do. You know, I, I didn't say all that, but you know, I was, you know, I was like, yeah, you know, I wasn't serious. But you know, I, you know, what really was going on, I was in a relationship. You know uh, what yeah. I mean? So like, you know, I got married, you know, I'm actually divorced oh, now. Oh, really? Damn. Yeah. So like I think that had a lot to do with uh 
with me not taking it serious too though. Kind of yeah. like feeling like, all right, I need to, you know, start to, you know, think about family. Yeah. I was thinking about like, ah, right, being a comedian, being out late night. I, I, you know, I can't be that type of dude. And, right. But you know, like, I feel like, you know, certain things call you, you know, like, so it was just like, I just kind of accepted, like, this is who I am. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I was like running away from it. I was trying to be like a regular dude that just went to work, came home, went on a couple vacations a year with my old lady, <laughs> yeah. planning for kids, planning for retirement. Yeah. Then I just realized like, nah, that ain't even me though. You know? Same. Like, so I was just like, I think I'm just built for this type of lifestyle. You know what I mean? I, I feel the exact same way. Mm -hmm. Like when I tried to de deny myself at points in my life, like going out late and, yeah. and that kind of stuff. I was like, it's just, I, I won't live a happy life if I try not to do these. Like, it's just, it, like you said, it calls you. Like, yeah. I, I feel an urge to live a certain way. It's not like I would yeah. be denying it, you know? Exactly. And, and like, why do that? Because you're so much happier when you lean into it. Exactly. It's all expectations that other people put on you that make you kind of question that. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, well, if you can just own it, it's so liberating. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? That That's such a liberating thing. Yeah. Uh, and, and also, like, people act like that. I mean, like you. I don't think we're missing out on any any kind of like when you when you do what you love to do, even if nobody sees you do it. I'm good. You're winning. Yeah, like, yeah you know, for sure. <laughs> like it's a great feeling. It's a it's a self fulfilling feeling. Exactly. And yeah. then I'm I'm not really in the game to be famous either, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. to me, like like I'm 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 living my dream now, man. You yeah. know, When I'm when I'm getting up two three times in a day. Yeah. Or I get a couple dollars. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. when I get some gas money and I get free dinner, I'm like, oh man, I'm, I'm, you know, this is what I, what I want to do. Sure. Or when I'm going on stage talking about what I want to be talking about. Yeah. So to me, of course, you know, my goal is to get to the point where I can generate a lot more money doing this, and you know, I, I believe that that will come about. Yeah. But like even, and I remember hearing somebody say this, like. Uh, I think Rev Run said it's like, yo, you you, you got to fall in love with the process. You know what I mean? Like, cause this is this is what we're gonna look back on once we finally get to a certain point. That's why you always see comedians they always striving to do more. Yeah, like another special because this this is the fun part right. when you grinding. Yeah, and when you seeing little nuggets, or, you know, you getting a little bit better, or you know, so like, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. I wouldn't I wouldn't have it no other way for you sure. Know? Yeah, yeah. Like, and it ain't even about like being famous. Or it ain't even about like everybody knowing who I am. I could care less about that. Yeah. But as long as I'm putting out the creative work I want to put out, and I'm and I'm okay with it, and I'm you know enjoying what I'm doing, hey, I'm I'm a happy camper. You know what I mean? So I feel the same exact way. I uh, I was just saying this to my friend Isaac the other night. I was like, you know, there's people all over the all over this country at least that like I don't know if all over the world, but like that wish that they could do stand up every day. They want to be stand up comics. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Mm -hmm. It's not about like being famous and like all that stuff. The people that make it to that level, like they did so because they were they had their heart in it and they were invested when they were doing the work. You yeah. know, you can see that. Like yeah. no one just handed them and said, Hey, you're 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 a star now. Yeah. You know, that's just like a side effect yeah. of, of of being in love with what you're doing. Exactly. And and if and I could you know, I would like to like maybe move off of some of the alt shows and into like real clubs. <laughs> you but will. If that, you know, that would be it. I'd be happy with that, with mm -hmm. that life. Yeah. You know what I mean? I really would. Yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, you know, it's, if you if you put the work in, you will, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and I also feel like, you know, um, I, you know, I, I, I was talking to somebody about like, you know, like, dang, you know what I mean? I, I just want to, you're talking about like getting paid. I want to, and to me, I, I look at comedy and stand-up comedy as, as, as any other type of business, you mm -hmm. know, like me being a barber. Like, so, like, in order for me to start to generate money from doing that, I had to make sure that my skills and my professionalism was up to a certain level of value to right. the point where people found value in it. Mm -hmm. And that meant working on my craft. To the point where, like, yo, it was just kind of like word of mouth. Like, yo, you got to see this. You know, you got to come. My barber, he do this. Yo, and then it was just like word of mouth, and it was just like, you know, before you know it, you got a following. So I kind of look at stand-up comedy the same way. Like, you know, if you put work in your material and, you know, you work hard to, to practice, you know, performing and you put the work in, people will find value in what you do, and then you'll be in demand. So, like, to me, it was like I was just telling him, the dude I was talking to, I was like, you know, you put the work in, it, it will come. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of times, you know, we kind of have a couple good sets. Yeah. You know what I mean? We, 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 we killed... <laughs> Two shows back to back, and now be like, "What a check set!" You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? What, what Surely a someone must want to exactly. pay me for this. Exactly. <laughs> Did you just see? I just crushed. You know what I mean? But it's just like, nah, man. You know, once you create value, and I'm starting to see that now, and it, it's kind of surprising to me mm -hmm. when I hear people reaching out to me like, "Oh, bro, you want to come do this show?" Yeah. And I'm like, so focused on getting better that I'm not even mm -hmm. thinking about what I what I've done. Yeah. And they like, yo, you know, you funny. And I'm like, oh, okay, appreciate that. You know what I mean? But it's just like. 
you know, people see value in what you're doing, and they're going to want you. You know what I mean? They're going to want you to come through and perform and, and do your thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, uh, of course. And it's, it's it's funny, too, because, like, those those wins that you just, like, where you feel like like it's like uh, people, like, oh, I'm, I'm at this level. I'm working. And you're saying, like, oh, you got to see this guy, and he's so funny. Yeah. Even if you can enjoy that, which I would imagine, like, maybe you could for 30 seconds. You're like, all right, cool. But then it's like I got to I got to go back to work now. You know, like yeah. for me, like the feeling of like, all right, there's a little nugget of something is really short. Like yeah. It's like I'm like, that was cool for five seconds, but then you got to go back to it. You know, yeah. it's like I think that's probably unrelenting. Like it never will stop. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like for you'll sure. never be satisfied. Yeah, man. And you that's always, what's fun about it. Yeah, like. <laughs> man. We are, that's what I'm saying, man. Like we, you was funny as your last set. Yeah. You know, you, every time you get on stage, you start from scratch. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? So like. And that's, that's the funny part about it, because you're going to keep living. You're going to keep having stuff to talk about anyway. You know yeah. I mean? And that's especially true in my situation, where if no one knows who you are in the first place, that you really are. It really is your first set every single time. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. But I mean, you know, <laughs> but even like people knowing who you are, that's, yeah. that's, you know, that's not really that big of a deal. No, you know of what I mean? Like, but I joking. get it. I see what you're saying. I'm though. joking. But nah, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> It's funny that when I hear like newer comedians, you know what I mean? It's just like, I look at it as like we all on the same level. You yeah. know what I mean? I kind of don't look at the superiority, inferiority, like, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just like, yo, man, we all trying to do it. You yeah, know what I mean? So, for like, sure. I see you like I see myself. You know what I mean? Like, you just, you got your podcast going. Yeah. You doing your thing, <laughs> Doc. You yeah, know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the podcast, uh, this thing I just started doing during uh, when we had to isolate, stay okay. inside. Yeah, this is dope. I was really worried that I was going to not be able to talk to people anymore. Mm. And like like on stage or mm. just in general, you know? Yeah. It was yeah. always like one something I like thought I was good at. Yeah. And I felt myself getting rusty. Yeah. Uh, and then I did this. But like I just keep making them because like I get some notes that people enjoy it, yeah. you know? Um, it brings me joy to do it. Oh, without a doubt. Um, do I want to be a big famous podcaster? I don't know, but I, I, I really guess. like making these. It's really fun. Yeah. And uh, but I'll say this: like, I was right because when I came back after, sh- I don't know, stuff started opening or things illegally started opening, whatever. Yeah. Like I'm out there now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was messed up. Like when I yeah. first got on stage after all that time in isolation, I was like nervous and scr- yeah. I never used to have these problems, mm-hmm. stumbling on words. Yeah. Like I was like, oh man, I there is kind of like a. Like I've lost something here. I have to like get back to basics a little bit. Yeah. Like public speaking basics. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. Which really was never. That was one thing that was never a problem. Like you know for me. Yeah. yeah. So I, just lately, I feel like I've overcome that. Now mm. I'm not like terrified of people anymore, which yeah. never used to be my problem. Mm. And now I can get back to like focusing on the on the material more. I just, but but uh, but yeah, all of this was like to try to just stay working yeah. on something while we couldn't. Yeah. You know. You know, it was funny. I was talking like. I was talking to a comedian about that. Like when, when the pandemic first hit, I didn't realize how how much I miss comedians. Yeah, I was calling, I was calling my fellow comedians. I was on the phone with them like they were like women. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we were on the phone for like two, three hours, <laughs> like late night, like no no homo. You know what yeah. I mean? Pause yeah. for real though. Yeah. They wouldn't call me back. Bro, I don't call you two, three times. What you doing? You know what I mean? Like that's just how much I miss talking to comedians. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like because you need that. It's like reinforcement. You know, it's it's, it's it motivates you. Yeah, you know, it inspires you yeah. just to be around. And that's another thing, too. That's what I like. I just like hanging around other fellow comedians. Sure. You know, Me too. You know what I mean? That's like, it's invigorating. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you know. But uh, nah, you got a nice setup, bro. You know uh, what I mean? Thanks, man. Yeah. I respect what you got going on. You got, you got the mic stand. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I'm at the radio station. <laughs> Kids 107. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, 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 I know, right? Uh, you know, tra- tra- traffic at nine, coming through. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was talking, you know, I was, I talked to uh, Dan G all the time. He's like one of my good friends. Yeah, that's my guy, man. Yeah, I like Dan I've, G. I've been, I met him, you know, on Zoom like a year ago when yeah. all this started going down. We started writing jokes together. Yeah, I was on the phone with him yesterday. As a matter of fact. <laughs> yeah, Dan's a funny guy, man. He spends a lot of time on the phone with this guy. Yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> I know. I, I talk to a lot of comedians, man. Like for real, though, Doc. Yeah, no, yeah. no. I, but he was, uh, he was just saying, he was like, all you need to do is get some microphones, and he was like, "And you can have a podcast." He was yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's Dan. Dan's Dan's always kind of like has this like arrogant way of telling you how to do something. What do you, what's the problem? Just do it. <laughs> like, what do you, like he'll make yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like a nice asshole at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like he even helped. Like you know, Isaac and I are putting on the show at the Juke Bar yeah. that you're gonna do. Yeah. Um, 
And I was really nervous about it. I was like, how am I going to start a comedy show? And he's like, yeah. dude, you get a fucking venue. Yeah. And then you call comedians. Like, exactly. it's, I was like, but they're not going to take my call. Typical he's like, yes, they Dan, will. Typical Dan Janine, right? What's wrong with you? Yeah. Like, you so he's like, yeah. you get a show? You yeah. have a place to do it? Yeah. Call up comics? You have a microphone there? Yeah. It's a show. Exactly. I was like, it really sounded more complicated in my yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. And I get it, too, though. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, you know, I guess when you, it just sounds like something like so far fetched, yeah. you know, it's yeah. like producing a movie almost. Yeah, right? exa- exactly. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, nah, I get it. Yeah. But yeah, and the thing about it is, like, you know, it's it's comedians out here that you know, just bare bone have really really solid shows. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. You know, acapella. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've done a couple acapella shows. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, you'd be surprised, Doc. You know what I mean? Yeah. Comedians get real creative when it comes to that, though. For sure. Yeah. But I can tell about how you do your podcast, bro. You you gonna you gonna put together a quality show. And that's and that's a that's like that's like a cheat code too when it comes to comedy though. You can start <laughs> I always tell comedians the, the sooner you start putting together your show, the sooner you're gonna grow. Cause for one, you're gonna build a bigger network of comedians that you're gonna know. Yeah. You're gonna be creating your own stage time. Right. You can trade spots. Like then on top of that, it also helps you to see comedy from a different lens when you're producing the show. Totally. You know, because now you're starting to put together like a lineup. Yeah. And it'll help you to understand like why other comedians don't put you on shows too, though. Like once you produce a show, you won't start to feel a certain type of way when you don't get put on other people's shows. Because you know, like, all right, well, you know, sometimes people, you know, you're putting together a certain style. You got to put, you know, you're putting together people that in your network that you really fool with. Yeah. So, like, I just think it's like a really, really good thing to do, you know, when you first, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's something I've wanted to do for a while and, and you're totally right. It's yeah. been a struggle to think like how the cadence of the show should go. It's like, mm-hmm. all right, this person's gonna open and then this person's gonna go. Yeah. They're gonna talk about this kind of stuff. It's like, well, what follows that? Exactly. Because you, know? like, you don't wanna set anybody up. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Finding out. Then is you know, being honest about, you know, people's strengths yeah. and weaknesses and then yourself too though. Yeah. There have been times I was like, I don't even think I belong in this lineup. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, I've, I, I've never hosted. I mean, I've never really hosted like this before. So yeah. it'll be my first time hosting. Exactly. Something. But yeah. you know, it, it'll, you, man, like, it'll be so good for you, though. Yeah. I remember the first show I put together. I look at it, I was, I was terrified. I couldn't sleep for like two days. Yeah. Yeah. And then my set that I did in the beginning <laughs> was terrible. I was just like, you know, when I look back at it, I'm like, yo, you know, like, Ugh, yeah. it's just crazy. Yeah. But over time, like I said, I was doing it for like maybe two years, a monthly show. Yeah. It's like night and day. Like year two. Yeah. You would have thought like I had three Netflix specials the way I was getting on stage. You know what I mean? The way I put my cup down on the stool. Like, this guy is amazing. <laughs> you know, even the way I put my cup down. You yeah. know, how, you, know yeah. how you take the mic out the mic stand. Yeah. You know, people are like, this dude, I like his style already. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, yeah. yeah, man, that's a good look for you though. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm I couldn't be more excited about it. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just like you said, I'm losing sleep over it. And yeah, stuff, but yeah, yeah, I really am. Like, yeah. I'm not sleeping. I'm yeah, really exactly. not. Like, I'm You're really nervous not. about it. Yeah, I'm all fucked up. It's like you book people and then they bail. And yeah, then it's like so now you got to get back to booking again. Yeah, and yeah. Like it's like, uh, but right now we're in good shape. Yeah. And uh, all I have to do is get people to come. That's yeah. <laughs> But that'll be that's easy the next part, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then you know I'm always willing to you know to 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 give you any information that I learned or that somebody passed on to me. I appreciate because that. uh yeah you know that's really what it's about. There was a guy named um there was a guy like this dude who's not still living. Uh, Kevin Barry he used <laughs> to do the show uh, on Dykeman. Okay. Uh, weekly show. And he really put me, he gave me some valuable info. And I just recently transferred that information over to Elle Orlando because she's doing a weekly show. Oh, yeah. And she was looking at me like, oh, Chris. I'm just like, yo, that ain't, that's not, that's not me. Don't look at me like I, I'm just relaying information that worked for me. Yeah. So, like, I think that's, you know, what we're supposed to do. So, anything, any information, because it's, you know, information is the most valuable asset. Totally, man. So, I like, just knowing certain things, though, you know what I mean? So, like, and hey. you don't know what you don't know. You exactly. Know I mean? And like, you know, like, and that's why, you know, having a network of people, uh, you know, building and maintaining relationships is clutch. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, you know, but you a good dude, too, though. Like, you got real, real good energy, though. That's 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 Thanks, important, man. too, I, though. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. So, like, you like a guy that, like, you know what I mean? You, 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 you know, you're going to want to help. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, yeah. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. I, uh, 
you know, I really like people. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I, I love meeting all, all kinds of people. I love I love comics too, like you were saying earlier. Oh man, yeah. Like I love hanging out with like like after the show, like kind of just bullshitting with a bunch oh, of people. Man. And I'm like, this is this is great. I'm nah, just with my people. Like, exactly. These are my kind of people. You exactly. know what I mean? Hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because uh, I mean? we all have that kind of thing in common where it's like yeah, we, you're getting on stage trying to be funny. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, something's fucking wrong with you. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like, you just kind of all have that in common. Yeah, you know? this is the road less traveled, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like it's something about taking the road less traveled, man. Like, That's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, That's most a people. More poetic way to put it than I put it. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm saying we all got issues. I, know, yeah. I definitely got issues. You no, know what I, mean? I have none. I'm actually, I'm doing great. Yeah, yeah I mean, I can tell. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. You know I'm just I mean? kidding. Nah, nah, <laughs> but yeah, you know they always say comedians are like scarred and depressed. And, yeah, you know it's it's true. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? totally. Like, and for the most part, we, right. we you know yeah we 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 tend to be you know yeah God's favorites have a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to look yeah, at it. Yeah, so like man, you know I know I got issues, man. Well, yeah. I don't know. You seem okay to me. Hey, man. I just You look like you're 32 and you're 40. It's incredible. So. I, I, just, I just matched with a woman on Tinder last night, man. I'm already planning a wedding. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I fell in love last night, dog. So I know on I got pic- issues. On, on just, did, you, did you start talking or was it just on we the pictures? We had a conversation, oh, man. okay. And that's just, that's just how I am, though, dog. Yeah. You know, I'm planning a wedding. What yeah. our kids going to look like. I'm like that dude, Doc. So you, I know. I, you, do you have a date scheduled, or was it just a really good text conversation? Oh no, no, no. We had we we gonna link up, but oh, you know, okay, it's okay, just, you know okay. how it is when yeah, you first yeah. meet somebody, you got a nice little connection with. You yeah. know, I'm the type of dude where I just my mind start going. Me too. Listen to R and B music, dancing <laughs> and shit last night. <laughs> I can't so I, believe it's happening. Exactly, yeah, right? Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. like do I want kids? Maybe I do want kids. <laughs> exactly. You just mash with You start changing. You know what I mean? I'm already thinking about quitting comedy. Like, do I really want to do comedy? <laughs> this was a great single job. No, I'm just <laughs> nah, yeah. I'm just joking, man. Well, but. all right. I mean, with with the time that we have remaining, because I don't want to. Nah, you good. Uh, are you working on any new stuff right now? You want to talk? Do you want to talk? Uh, well, you right. don't have to. Oh, no, no, it's cool. Uh, I am. I was putting together this this comedy mixtape that I wanted to do, uh, yeah. but you know, it's really, I'm just back and forth between like whether I really want to put out, yeah. you know, no. a lot of, like these bits, and then on top of that, is it really something that I want? Is that what I want to be my first impression right now? Though, so I thought it was something to do, you know. Uh, so like, but I, I think I might put together like like a mixtape of like maybe crowd work or some just some type of content. Yeah, and uh, so. I'm working on that. Oh, go ahead. What you about to say? I was gonna say I'm more so asking uh, if you have any jokes. Oh, okay. My bad. I just went on this project. Yeah. So I got a new album coming out. I got a new project but, coming I mean, out. Hey, but if I'm you gonna have... be on tour. I'm doing. I'm doing a movie. Like, you're they... like, bro. I'm just want to know your jokes. I know you ain't got nothing going on. That's not true. If you have anything you want to promote, please yeah, do. Yeah, please yeah. do. Exactly. Uh, but uh, I've been more like, if there's any any, any, any joke anything, anything anything you want to talk about, yeah. uh, joke bits. What am I working on? I, uh, you don't have to. Uh, I, let me see. I cut it, this part out. I'm just kidding. You know what? I, I always it, ask comics if they have a joke they want to talk about. I mean, like, so I do have a, a, a joke that I'm that, that you know something, and uh, I was watching um, the NBA All Star Weekend. Uh huh. And an uh, announcement came for the United Negro College Fund. Yeah. So like I, I like I, I'm kind of breaking down this whole idea of like why are we still using the word Negro. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> like so I like I saw you do that there. Oh, you saw me doing yeah, that. That's like, a great yeah, point. Yeah. So like it's just kind of that's something I'm thinking about. <laughs> like it's just like come on, Negro. Like yeah. why are we still. You know what I mean? Like it's it's under just, the radar. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like I'm I'm working on that, and then uh. That's it, really though. Yeah. And you know this this new this new this new love I got. You know I'm definitely be talking about that though. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean like you know I'm, I'm I'm in love. I fell in love last night. Dog. Congratulations, man. Yeah, yeah. So like yeah. last night too, man. Yeah, it hasn't man. Even been a full 24 hours. Exactly, yeah, man. Yeah. You've been together I, for about a good 12 hours now. You know what I yeah. mean? So like I got to see you in the middle of the brunch time of being in love of your first impression of love. That's I'm great. I'm joking. I hope if she ever sees this, dog, she gonna be like, yo, this dude is yeah. crazy. The nah, good I'm, news is she definitely won't. <laughs> <laughs> Always gonna hear this except my mom, Chris. Like, <laughs> nah, you got a dope setup, man. Hey, man, I appreciate you for having me, man. Nah, I appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, I I don't do enough episodes where I talk to the the local comics. Oh, good. But now that I'm hey, getting to meet more, sorry, the international best selling comics like you. Yeah, this is my first time, you know, having an open mic on. You know what I mean? So like, you know, I didn't realize open mic was gonna be as funny as you. 
I, I normally get, you know, pros. You know what I mean? I decided to, you know, do some charity work, get some open micers up here, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what I mean. That's nah, not what I, mean. I, I normally uh, I interview like everybody, like not only comedians. You. Yeah, you know I got what you. I mean? so, oh, really? Uh, oh, this ain't even about comedians. You people nah, out I the just, street. This dude said, "Anybody? Excuse me, it. come upstairs. <laughs> I want to. I want to interview you. Yeah, male yeah. men and women. You got no, I'm joking. Everybody. Yeah, I have some no. women on here. Yeah, no, that's what's up. But I, I'm I, the reason I said the, like as I'm meeting more comedians locally. Yeah. As I'm out <laughs> locally, you know, because like I stay local these days. No, no, basically. But I, I, I'm more of an international man. Trust me. But oh yeah, these, I believe. These, I these can days I'm local. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. But I'm trying to have more of the people that I meet that I think are funny on the show because I, oh, yeah. I love these kind of conversations. Oh right man, these are dope. I appreciate you for having. When you reached out to me, man, I feel bad. It took so long. For nah, me to, you nah, know this, what I mean? This was pretty fast, actually. Yeah. Until it, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I appreciate it. You know what I mean? I appreciate it too, man. Well, hey, I mean, I appreciate your time. I think that's all the questions I got, but uh, hey. thanks for coming on the, the Real People hey, Podcast. Hey, man, man, I appreciate you, man. Yeah, uh, yeah so you can check me out at... Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> that was funny, right? <laughs> yeah, so you can check me out at uh, www.facebook.com. Forward slash. No, I'm joking. Oh, yeah. uh, now you can catch me on Instagram, Chris Brown Comedy. Chris you know, Brown Comedy on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, man. That's and you'll it. see him around town. Yeah, definitely, man. All right, man. I'll see you soon. Hey, likewise. I appreciate you, bro. Thank you, man. For sure. Bye. All right, folks, that was Chris Brown. Thank you very much to our guest today, Chris Brown, for coming on the Real People Podcast. Come to our show on Wednesday, Juke Bar, East Village, 196 2nd Avenue, the Village Idiot Comedy Show, and come see me and Chris Brown.